Last week, CellGP launched a Web 3.0 fan loyalty program built on the NEAR blockchain protocol. A perfect occasion to highlight an episode recorded one year ago with Jose Garns, former head of content at the Sailing Competition. In this extract, we discuss data availability and its impact on the race, but also sustainability. Some interesting parallels with Formula One were also made. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to La Corner, La Source's digital show dedicated to the sport and entertainment industry. Every two weeks, we invite a professional to share their experience, background, and challenges. The sport industry moves fast, and having their insights is the best way to keep up to speed. Welcome to La Corner. In CellGP, all of our teams, and this is what is exciting, is they have the same tools. There's no a team, if they have a bigger uh, sponsor, they might get a bit more training, but the boat and the tools that they actually have on the water is exactly the same. And also to add a layer to it is all the data that they collect. So uh, when did they did a maneuver? When did they uh, find a bit more gust of wind to make them go faster. All of that data is available to all of the teams in real time, and they can see what the other team is doing. So there's no secrets within the championship, which means that an athlete who is doing very well on the first two races, their advantage can be lost because the team can, the other teams can learn what they're doing well, and they then can improve. And likewise, the team that has been doing well, they can see what the other teams have, have been doing well, and they can make sure they can capitalize on those weaknesses of the other teams. So suddenly you create a championship that is open for anyone to win or to lose. That's super interesting. It's like, a, it's like an, you know, like the drafting system of the private American leagues is exactly that purpose, but that one is kind of a 2.0 version of that with more digital, you know, elements that you can capitalize on. That sounds very exciting. Yeah, and I think that is when suddenly you can, if you start connecting the dots backwards, that you can see that the partnership with Oracle uh, and, and having them as one of our uh, main partners makes sense because we could have a, a sailing series easily, right? Like we can put the event and everyone can race, but then have all the data, all the information that it will help the, the, the teams, the athletes, the fans to really dive in and digest and find ways to improve. That is, you know, if we didn't have them, I don't think we will get there in two or three years. It would have taken a long time to find the right partner that will be willing to go where we need to go to, to have all of that data available to us in a very quick time. Yeah. Uh, sorry, and maybe I haven't explained this. When I say quick, it's within a blink of an eye. So all of the data is available to everyone in, in faster than we can blink which is just incredible. It's not something that you need to wait until the end of the event to start seeing what people did. We can, we can actually see all that information at any given moment. And also our fans can see that information in our CellGP app. Um, and also we are going to be launching a website where people can then see even more information called uh, CellGP Insights that is powered by Oracle. We're two questions in and you're making me want to watch a sales GP event, which I have never done. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Um, 
I have another one for you, uh, Jose, actually, like when you are speaking about SageDP, like um, especially when I'm speaking about SageDP with some friends, uh, I always compare the competition to Formula One. Like, is it is it a goal to be the reference of selling like them uh, for motorsport? Because regarding the content, I think you will have like same approaches too. Uh, do you see a link between Formula One, motorsport and, and uh, SageDP? Um, yes, of course. I, th I think that they... In Formula One, they have been doing a great work. Uh, and I think since Liberty Media took over, you could see a, a real change on the way that we're telling the story. I think the racing itself hasn't changed much uh, because they had a, a lot of legacy issues on what we were talking about, the teams having bigger budgets than others and that really struggling to, to create an even even feel. But I think what, what we could uh, like to emulate is the storytelling uh, and being able to have a consistent calendar Uh, that people know when to tune in and, and know that there's going to be some quality racing, quality coverage uh, available. Of course, we want to be, we are different to Formula One in a way that we are a sustainable sport, uh, which means that when our boats are racing, we are not burning any fuel, uh, fossil fuel. Um, all of our boats are powered by nature. It's part of our tagline. I, I know it sounds a bit, a bit PR, but what I love about sailing is if you think about a sailing boat and an F-50, we can use the power of the wind three times of its strength. So what it means that we are 300% efficient. So when you see the wind come into our, into our boat and we use that to move the boat forward, if it's um, 10 kilometers an hour, we can create the wind that it feels that is 30 kilometers an hour. When a, a motorsport car, the, 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 even the Formula One, the more efficient they are, I think they are around, I don't, I, I think they are up to 80% efficient when we are 300% efficient. So in, in that side, yes, I think there's a lot of things that we can learn from them, but also I think there's a lot of things that we are very proud of what we're doing. And we think that the kind of uh, offering that we have as a sport and knowing how important it is for the world to be sustainable we have an upper hand and, and we can continue to build this on this to really become a household name on the sporting calendar on years to come. Yeah, makes sense. Um, but on top of like the competition level, like when I'm comparing Formula One and CGP, uh, I, I think on maybe because we are like uh, in the business, but we see more and more interest from new generation uh, for new kind of competition like you uh, because for my The format is better suited to their consumption behavior, I guess. Um, and I think it's because the content is different. And we think about content when we speak about like new competition. We can speak about Netflix for Formula One, for example, yeah. to gather like new audiences. Uh, is it the same on your end? And if of you course. can yeah, detail a little bit, like yeah, the scope of your activities, in fact. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is this the sport itself, it, it, we, we know that we need to to make a lot of uh, improvements to, to be a household name. But then on the side of the content completely, I think uh, we have a huge opportunity uh, to tell the stories of, of our athletes. And as we have said before, and I think everyone knows, uh, the work that Formula One has done thanks to Liberty Media is huge. Uh, the way that they have transformed the YouTube channel. I remember a few years ago to watch a highlights of Formula One was nearly impossible on YouTube. You know, it was, they have, their rights were so uh, controlled by the broadcasters that you couldn't see it. Now, as soon as a practice race is finished, they're there, available to you to watch, and, and they're getting huge numbers. 
So for me, as a Intel GP, that shows that fans want to have access to the coverage, that the, the, the coverage of the event doesn't have to change. It's just the immediacy or how they can watch it that has to change, that we need to allow our fans to be able to watch highlights, to be able to watch the full race recaps as soon as possible, and not just on broadcast, that we need to be really available in as many different platforms. And that you know, at, at this stage is your usual suspects, which is Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok or similar, where you really need to start putting that kind of content there because that's where people are consuming the sport nowadays. And that is one side, right? That is kind of your quick fix uh, sport. Then you have your long format storytelling, which uh, I think we all can agree that Drive to Survive is, is a great sport documentary. And that kind of has been a conversation topic on almost every discussion that I have about storytelling in sport. You should do a Drive to Survive. And I think that just shows to people that it certainly opened the doors to a lot of people that sport documentaries can be entertaining, that they don't have to be the sub story about an athlete coming back from an injury or an athlete having passed away and looking back to the story, that actually a sport documentary can be on the moment, on the season, and what they're trying to achieve and the struggles that are internally within a championship. Uh, and, and I think that is what we want to emulate and showcase that our sport is rich of those content stories that people can really dive into and start unraveling everything that is going behind the scenes. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy it as much as we love creating them. If you like the episode, feel free to comment, rate, and share with people around you. You can visit our website, www.lastsource.io, to learn more about our activities. You will discover a wide range of articles and can subscribe to our newsletter to receive the latest tech and sports news in your mailbox every month. Stay tuned for new episodes. Le Corner.